Welcome to Everything Speaks If You Listen with Jen Cobbleworks, where we befriend our humanity and the sacred through story, soul questions, and everyday life. I'm your host, Jen Cobblewilhoit. Hello, fellow journeyers. It's Jen Cobblewilhoit. I'm here with you on episode four of Everything Speaks If You Listen. We are talking this week about uncertainty and how it sucks and also is super awesome. I'm using my biggest spiritual and academic words for this. You're going to just get <laughs> full depth, the full depth of my wisdom. <laughs> Seriously. I think that uncertainty is something, this is just the most ridiculous understatement. Uncertainty is something we're all experiencing right now. Am I right? Yes, we are all experiencing ongoing, tumultuous, torturous, challenging, will it please just let up a little bit, uncertainty, mystery, and unknowingness. I don't know if we have ever or if the human condition ever exists in a place of certainty. One of my life questions that I love rolling around with, but it sure feels like whatever certainty or illusion of certainty we've had in the past has just completely stripped away. And we are all seeing straight on the emperor has no clothes There is a kind of groundlessness out there that we cannot deny. And there is a corresponding feeling of uncertainty and groundlessness within us, not just as a result, but that's just also part of our human condition. I want to explore this seriously. And also, I won't won't say playfully, but just honestly, sincerely this week with a little bit of affirming hope, you can do it encouragement. Because I think that uncertainty is actually a place of extreme hope. It is the hotbed, the birthplace of possibility, innovation, creativity, and opportunity because it holds all of all possibilities. If everything is unknown, then all things are on the table. And the gist with being human is that when we get in this place of uncertainty, though, we don't always feel the breadth and depth of the landscape. When it comes to hope and possibility, a lot of all we f- of what we fear, of what we feel is fear. So that's what we're going to explore. I want to tell you that as much as I want to be incredibly clear and sure-footed on this subject, as much as I want to offer invitations of reassurance and new perspectives, and I want you to 
definitely get something out of this podcast. I don't want to just be noise in your ear. I want to be in dialogue with you. And also I want to be in loving service towards you and your questions and towards me and my questions. There's, there's a very good chance that this is going to be a podcast that is kind of goofy, kind of schmooshy, kind of all over the place, because I don't know how to talk about uncertainty and the unknown and mystery (laughs) with tons of clarity when the root subject is the opposite of clarity. I'm asking in advance for you to bear with me as I wander and wander through episode four here. I think there are some questions and some perspectives that you can take with you in the coming week and kind of chew on and wrestle with and try on and see if they make sense to you, see if they work for you. And the first thing I want to do when we're starting out with this is tell you, it is absolutely okay to not know something. In a world where we are feeling so much uncertainty and chaos, it can feel like maybe it's wrong to not know. I want to tell you over and over again, it's okay. It's okay if you don't know. I don't know exactly my next steps or exactly where things are headed or exactly what I want or exactly who I am and what I am becoming. I don't have a super clear notion of that right now. You aren't any less of who you are. You aren't any less powerful, insightful, capable, beautiful, loved. There isn't any less opportunity and joy and delight and healing and growth offered to you if you're in a state of uncertainty or not knowing. You are fully formed even in this place that feels formless. You are wholly loved and held in this place that feels like it has no structure, like it has no ground. It is okay to not know. In the larger culture, I think we all experience a demand to know. We experience the risk of not knowing and the risk of not having an answer and the risk of not being on a path and the risk of not of that path not being super productive, productive being defined as something that makes money and goes fast for the sake of it. I think we all feel that pressure and that risk and that pressure and that risk that is being put at our feet increases our discomfort and our fear with uncertainty and mystery. So I want to just pause here for a minute and 
invite you to soften into the reality and the context you you might find yourself in when it comes to uncertainty. It's not a small, easy landscape to be in a place of being unsure, of being unclear, of looking for answers and not finding any, of being kind of in the dark, and then also perhaps feeling intense scrutiny and pressure to be clear and supposedly successful and productive. It goes from being kind of an experience of, hmm, curiosity, I don't know something, I wonder, to possibly feeling incredibly cornered, down deep in a <laughs> some kind of tall tower under layers of earth, cornered at the very bottom of it all. Please, please breathe deeply. Put your hand on your heart. Smile towards yourself. Speak kindness into your reality and your, your being. If you are feeling uncertainty as a feeling of being cornered or even trapped, I am with you in that feeling. Even though I want this to be a hopeful podcast with new ways to think about uncertainty and unknowing, I don't feel like it's fair to bypass what legitimately can be or can feel like a corner. So honoring that and moving on, I think that when we experience not knowing, even when we go through a routine and a practice, like I said, perhaps like the examine or meditation or maybe regular walking and contemplation or something that we do that we rely on regularly that lets us um, ask these deeper questions when we're, we find ourselves in a season with those responses to those questions being just kind of emptiness or quiet or just mystery, unclear. We have an invitation to pay attention. This is where not knowing becomes a gift because the proximity to mystery has to be really, really tight for us to experience new possibility and hope. We have to get really, really, really close to the unknown to experience that natural growth edge of innovation and creativity and possibility. That's just where that those qualities live. The reason they live so close to uncertainty and mystery and unknowing, the reason hope lives 
so close to that kind of frontier, so to speak, is because the cliff's edge is a rational place for possibility, infinity, creativity, and hope. It's a rational place for it because no one knows the future. It isn't written. In the universe of all things, there are infinite possibilities. And when we are experiencing deep uncertainty and unknowing, we are right on that frontier's edge, right on that cliff's edge, where we are up in the face of everything that is possible. Everything that is possible is greeting us on this doorstep of uncertainty. Now, I think some of you saw a little comic I drew, a Love and Hope comic I drew this week on Instagram. For those of you who don't know, Love and Hope are comic characters that I draw about. Um, They're kind of in this existential comic strip, this spirituality comic strip. Hope is a heart. I mean, hope is like an egg, like a oval, a bean, a seed, represents a human being and also just represents uh, potential the the held growth the again the seed the egg the bean and love is drawn as just a heart and love represents the sacred the divine and however you want to understand that if you look closely at my drawings you'll always see that hope them as a little egg seed human has a tiny heart always drawn in them and on them. So love actually appears twice in every comic because I always understand the sacred to be within us and a part of us and also to be around us and outside of us and among us. So I drew a comic where Hope is in the corner. I'll try to put a link to it in the show notes if you want to see it visually and you haven't. And there's this big shadowy kind of arachnid reptilian big shadow casting its face and its claws and its maw over hope. And hope, the the little egg, the person, the seed is saying to the sacred, to love, I don't know what to say to this fear. I wrote this, you can probably hear the tenderness in my voice. I wrote this because in my own experience with uncertainty and not knowing lately, the yearning for just some answers, for some resolution, for some clarity to come through has been intense. And I'm growing tired from this cliff's edge of not knowing. I'm tired of this place of mystery and proximity to creativity. I want something much more mundane and and stable than this. So I've been feeling my own kind of fears creeping in. And Hope says, I don't know what to say to this fear. And love looks up, taking in the size of the fear and its shape, and says, what if you said, 
And then in the bottom panel, love is a little bit bigger than hope. Usually they're the same size. Love is bigger and is standing in front of hope as a friend and a companion and also a a shield and is looking right at fear whose face has changed a little bit. And love says, what if you said, I will listen to you, fear. I will question you, fear. And I will remember you do not tell the whole story. So this little comic came up because what I started realizing is that while it is poetic and awesome, and it sounds so cool and insightful and smart to say things like, on the cliff's edge of uncertainty, you get this close proximity to possibility, hope, and infinity, and all options are available to you. I mean, I'm mocking myself here. I just said that a few minutes ago, and I mean it sincerely. And also, woo, when we are in the throes of feeling so much ongoing unknowingness, it is hard to feel like anything is at our doorstep that is good and anything is on the horizon that is good except for uh, just bad news and more bad news. It is really hard to believe there's anything other than fear and bad news because fear takes up a lot of space and it can, it can tell a story that, it, that what it's saying the thing that it's giving you caution about, ultimatum about, threat about, even real, sometimes fear has real legitimate helpful information to give, but then it can also just go off the hook, right? And get into just massive myth-making and storytelling. It can feel like you get to this place of uncertainty and you stay there for a long time and it's as if fear just fills up every crevice, just everything. You keep stretching out into the cosmos. You keep looking at the horizon of your life everywhere you look. It's just more bad news that fear has already spoken itself into. It's already like, oh, I claim that. I claim that. No, I've already thought of that. That also won't work. Like wherever you go, fear has kind of said, I've gone ahead and... <laughs> I have something to tell you. I'm everywhere. You're screwed. This isn't true. And the very frontier's edge, the cliff's edge of uncertainty, that rational place of hope starts to speak up and say, in the universe of all things, in the universe of all things, all possibilities that could ever possibly exist. It is not rational, nor feasible, nor realistic to actually believe that everything in the sea of potential in existence is only fear. That just does not hold water, logically or intuitively. That, that edge of uncertainty that is so close to 
innovation and creativity and possibility, it starts to sing out with its own voice after a while. It starts to say like, hey, fear. Hey, bud. Yeah, totally recognize you. Let me bring everybody else to the party, other stuff. Hey, let's bring in stuff that um, has never been imagined before. Let's bring in synchronicity that you never could have predicted. Let's bring about how the world is really, really small and more interconnected and you forget that. Let's bring in the fact that the universe is massive and infinite and things can come in that you also never predicted. Let's bring in imagination. Let's bring in dreams. Let's bring in science. Let's bring in what ifs. Let's bring in everything. Fear now on this edge of uncertainty is one of many. One of many storytellers and truth tellers and myth makers and possibility weavers. So the question that I'm kind of posing is when we are in seasons where it feels like we don't have a lot of ground to stand on because things do feel so chaotic, so topsy-turvy, so unpredictable, so unclear, so uncertain. When we feel that, how can we take that as an invitation to just pay attention, just pause, and then do the thing that I'm sure the examen is not the only practice that teaches us this, but it's the one I know the best, so I'm going to use it. Do the thing the examine asks, which is, what would you have me know? Can we ask uncertainty? Can we ask this unknowing landscape? Can we ask the void again? What would you have me know? And if we keep getting like no answer what if we just stayed there and continued to pay attention and continued to let that frontier space populate our life with a whole bunch of possibility beyond fear and what if we just didn't take any action right now? We just listened and watched and waited for the various things that were popping up. What kind of inner ground gets cultivated when we pause and get comfortable or a little bit more comfortable with a groundless exterior experience. I guess it kind of circles to a question of belonging in some ways, of anchoring, of tethering, of rooting. If you feel like you're floating and there's just nothing stable and no answers coming through, could you feel more connected to yourself, more rooted 
and stable in yourself. If you felt the feeling of groundlessness, you felt how much you are longing for an answer, how much you're searching for stability and certainty, if you could feel definitely the fear of not having that certainty, and then if you could pause and say, this is a place that actually rationally has infinite possibilities to offer me. It feels uncomfortable because fear can be the loudest voice here. But the more that I pause and pay attention to the fact that this is actually a growth's edge where infinite possibility breeds and populates and gets cultivated, then I know I am in the presence of infinite hope. And I know that I am here. And I know the sacred is here because the sacred The sacred does hold and move through certainty and uncertainty. Would that build a sense of belonging to yourself and to the sacred? Would it, it feel like you had something within that you could stand on? I I have to admit that if somebody told me several years ago, listen, try to get in the habit of self-reflection and contemplation on a regular basis. Look back on your life, you know, daily, weekly, monthly. Consider where you've been. Honor where you where you've been and how you felt. Um invite the sacred and your inner wisdom to speak further deeper insight into your experiences let wisdom come through the everyday trust your inner compass notice your patterns over time plan plan accordingly if somebody told me a long time ago to do all of that and then said, by the way, you might have long seasons where you'll do this and you'll be returned with no clear answers, increased longing and desperation because the lack of clarity and the uncertainty and the mystery will start to feel terrifying. You may feel like you're cornered. The feeling of being uncertain can just feel like it's consuming you. But hey, just stay there. And the more you stay there, you're going to feel a sense of inner land, like an inner rock, a, a kind of iron string forming inside of you that you can stand on. And it will be sacred and precious that it will be of you and it will also be divine and, you know, it'll be this inner ground and you'll be so glad you stood in this place of uncertainty. If, if somebody had kind of described that, I would have been like, I don't want anything that you're offering 
this is, I guess, my really long-winded way of saying we look to practices and we look to our spirituality sometimes to give us perfect answers and what we are really given is just more mystery. But in my experience, when we sit with the unknown and we sit with uncertainty and we say, I know fundamentally that this is kind of a cauldron place. This is kind of a bridge place. This is a leaping off place where all things are possible. And I will just sit with that over and over again. I will just keep pausing and going, I, I wonder about all the possibility that's within and around big place of uncertainty. Wow, look at all the potential. (laughs) I wonder if I just keep saying that. Look at all of the potential. Can I start to see it, taste it, smell it, embody it? Can I start to experience it? I have found that a, a strange inner ground does get developed inside, a kind of belonging to self, a belonging to the sacred, a belonging to the mystery. Suddenly the belief or the the nightmare that uncertainty definitely spells doom starts to fade. There becomes this bigger chorus that's like some of the things that fear is saying could possibly come true, but let me tell you about all this other stuff that you've never thought of before because you're on the edge of so much infinite possibility. I don't know why I break into small songs that A, don't rhyme and aren't very good when I think about stuff like this, but get to know me better, friends. This is something that I do. <laughs> I, I I don't even know if I should apologize for it because I don't think it causes real harm, but I couldn't stop it if I wanted to. Okay, I think kind of this is the end. I... I told you when we started, I hoped that this wasn't going to be a convoluted episode that went nowhere. But when we're going to talk about uncertainty, we're going to go everywhere and nowhere. And all I want to invite you to do is that if you are feeling massive uncertainty, massive not knowing, if you're feeling panic and fear and like you're cornered, When you're in the middle of this uncertainty, I want to gently tell you a few things again. One, it's okay. You're okay. It is okay to be frightened by this. You do not have to be an expert. There is no blue ribbon at life. Your humanity and your fear and your pain and your context is honored and respected and real. It is okay. And if you could pause and just ask, is there more that's being spoken into this infinite space of uncertainty? Can I just trust that this is a place boiling and brimming with hope and creativity? and answers and stories and solutions beyond 
what you could even imagine right now. You're just soaking in it. Could you notice whether that diminishes some of the fear? Because now it's not the only thing on this cliff's edge that's talking. And could you ask yourself if the regular practice of pausing and just saying, I know uncertainty is a place of intense creativity and infinite possibility. Does that help you feel a sense of belonging to yourself? Because sometimes we are the ground we need to stand on. And sometimes that ground and ourself, it doesn't get formed in ways that we can predict. It sometimes gets formed by our waiting, by our willingness to pay attention, by our willingness to let other things come to the horizon besides the loudest things and the biggest things like fear. I just wonder how that feels for you. I will tell you that I feel like there's a big long chapter of uncertainty and unknowing ahead in life. Maybe it's just in my life. I feel like it's important for me at least to grow more comfortable in this place of mystery and to name and remind myself that this is not just a place of fear. It's a place of real creation and innovation. I feel like it's really important that I keep affirming that over and over and over again to myself because something beautiful is being born. In places like this, something beautiful is being born. And you get to belong to yourself in the process of it. You get to trust yourself in the journey of it. You get to listen and pay attention to yourself and your context. You're invited into your own life with deep, reverent attention. And you get to come to understand that even places of mystery can build inner ground and friendship and rapport if we just pause and pay attention in those landscapes and listen to things beyond fear. I've been thinking lately, what on earth is this strange feeling of wanting structure and certainty and also wanting like unlimited hope, potential innovation, creativity, and possibility. Like the two seem at odds with each other. This need for certainty and structure and this need for total freedom. But when I'm invited to pause and just pay attention to this feeling, this discomfort, 
between the pull of wanting certainty and answers and the pull towards freedom, I start to notice something taking shape in me and around me. And it's not just the inner ground I was talking about. It's like the sacred has been whispering. There are things that are completely structured. They have complete form. They have certainty built into them, stability built into them in some way. And they also, at the exact same time, have total freedom. They don't take turns between structure, certainty, and then mystery and freedom. They actually embody both at the same time. And I've been kind of saying back to sacred, oh yeah? Well, two opposites often are in opposition. And the sacred has been saying, that's fear's response. Remember what we say to fear. You don't tell the whole story. So I've been asking and thinking on this and asking the sacred, so tell me what has total structure and total freedom. And I have heard now three answers. One, a poem. Two, a question. And three, music. All of them have structure and form and certainty and discipline and devotion built into them. And all of them have complete freedom and possibility and hope and wide horizon and deep understanding in all of them. All of them are singular and specific and all of them are universal and all of them resonate differently to different people and beings and yet somehow remain unchanged. They aren't really paradoxes at all. They are things that exist fully with this kind of left brain certainty and functionality and desire for answers and structure and reliability and ground to stand on. And then they also completely exist with freedom and possibility and mystery and unknown and uncertainty. They embody and express both all at once. And the invitation I'm getting subtly, and I'll leave this kind of as a question because I don't exactly know what this means, but that's the whole point of things like this. What if we're moving into a season of poetry, of music, and of questions? What if in our willingness to pause and sit with our discomfort and our fear of the unknown and our uncertainty actually ends up cultivating not just inner ground within us, but creates a kind of art? What, what if, what if we are all blooming with a kind of artistic, unique resonance that is our collection of questions, that is our deep longing heartbreak and joy through a poem or a song? What if 
we are all being asked to turn towards our unique instruments of our being, the stuff that makes us who we are as best as we understand it, and to play that instrument, to go into it and to risk expressing it. And know that it's not really an answer. It's not really productivity. It's just this announcement of, I'm here, and this is what I'm up against in the unknown. And this is what's getting born within me that I can share and that I can also be nourished by when I sit with my possibility and my discomfort in the unknown like what poetic what poetry what questions what music could be born from all of us just pausing and considering that we don't always have to have an answer we can just recognize that we're on a cliff's edge and start to tell a bigger truth about that cliff's edge to ourselves and to each other and say fear is speaking here for sure we all hear it chaos is here we all feel it and hear it but there is more here too the close close proximity to uncertainty is the birthplace of innovation creativity hope possibility and in just infinite infinite opportunity within and out, without all right very cautiously a little embarrassedly a bit sheepishly, I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to post it because this podcast episode has been what my dad would describe as a soup sandwich, meaning you sit down, you're hungry, you want to offer something meeting and meaningful, and then you make a sandwich by getting two pieces of bread and just like pouring liquid soup in between and then you can't figure out why the sandwich doesn't hold together and the main meal is basically all over the floor. This has been a bit of a soup sandwich. A little weird and confusing, I think. But isn't that the signature of uncertainty and possibility? My practice is to sit with the okayness of that by sharing this chaotic, messy soup sandwich with you and um, just reminding myself, like I've been trying to remind you, it's okay. It's okay for us to wonder and wander. It's okay to not know. This is the place where something beautiful, in fact, gets born. Until next week, friends, take good care. Please pause, especially if you're feeling very scared. Say to fear, I will listen to you. I will question you because I will remember that you do not tell the whole story. Let that cliff's edge get wide and broad so that all kinds of hope can join you and that fear is not the only thing that's speaking to you. I send you my love and hope that this 
helps and that you're nourished and that you feel a sense of poetry, of questions, of music coming from your own life and a kind of inner ground developing inside so that she can at least say, I belong to me and I stand here in my context even when all this other stuff is going on around us. I truly want that for you. All right, take care. Bye. Thanks again for joining me on today's podcast of Everything Speaks If You Listen. I really appreciate your time, your energy, your engagement. And if you liked or loved this podcast, it would mean a lot if you could rate it for me, give it the old five-star review or the thumbs up or whatever your application asks you to do to say, I like it. And then if you could share it with a friend or family member that you think might vibe with it also, that would be great. I deeply appreciate the care towards the admin part of this kind of stuff in relationship, as well as you just tuning in. If you'd like to know more about me and my work, there are links in the show notes. You can visit me at jencobbleworks.com. Hang out and talk to me on Instagram at cobbleworks or sign up for my newsletter where there are some stories and free comics and art and self-reflection worksheets given every month and lots of fun, deep email exchanges between me and you if you enjoy that. Thanks, friends. Take care.